0: What's up warriors? I'm Kaylee and I'm Betsy and this is the Not Your Mama Pod. The Not Your Mama Pod are not experts of anything but talking. If you need medical or professional help, we do encourage you in finding the appropriate resources. Please know we are just speaking of our experiences or of the experiences of other and have no medical degrees. What's up? So today's episode's a little bit different. We're hanging out with my new friend Andrew. He is another Kansas Cityan, and he is uh, well. We'll call you a mastermind, a THC mastermind. <laughs> and I said, hey, uh, THC, CBD, all those things are really popular in the chronic illness world. So let's get on and let's just chat and see where the conversation goes, and at least we can like open up a new avenue for our friends on the pod. So. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you Welcome. for joining us. Thank hey, you
1: for Kaylee.
2: being here. Hey, Betsy. Thank you so much for having me on the pod. I really appreciate it. I'm actually a little bit of a pseudo uh, super fan here. I've been catching up <laughs> on episodes, trying to do my research, and you guys put out just great content that hits close to home and is really approachable. So thank you very much for having me on. No, I
1: uh, appreciate it.
2: Yeah, a little bit we about will, myself. Uh, we'll uh, sign
1: autographs for you later.
2: You should. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm you glad got you me. brought it up. I was going to bring it up. It would have been no. weird.
1: I didn't um, want to make it really embarrassing for you. So yeah, fine. <laughs> <I didn't. laughs> Actually, it's already couple, in the mail. Yeah. We just took the prerogative and just sent it. Don't worry. It's there.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: I will add it to the collection. I'll put it on the, the back wall here next to my amazing yeah. art.
1: I want to be next to what? Is that say, Shanghai Boy?
2: It does Shanghai boy yeah that is least some its own uh the best old restaurant which actually funny enough is now a dispensary uh yes. shout out third street dispensary but that was the only spot you could get like a cheeseburger and a crab rangoon and like what else do you need
0: right that I feel idea. like that's the perfect <laughs> so before I uh derail you and more questions about food or weed why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself
2: Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So I am um, a director of regulatory affairs for a clinical research company based here in Kansas City. What that essentially means is that I work on clinical trials that help patients uh, push new drugs out for anything from migraines to fibromyalgia, to social anxiety, to depression, to um, major depression disorder, and a couple other different fun, random things like schizophrenia, um, so essentially my job is to make sure that patients stay safe and all the studies are run appropriately oh, by awesome. the specific protocols and making sure the staff is trained well so that everything goes off without a hitch and new drugs can make it in the market to help people out.
1: And we uh, appreciate my, people yeah. like you.
0: <laughs> also, <laughs>
2: <Thank> you. <laughs> I'm just
0: going to guess that that might be a wee bit stressful of a job. Uh,
2: you know, it's, it's a little stressful but like the payoff is worth it it's definitely a meticulous attention and detail dot all the i's cross all the t's but when you do and then you see like serena williams on an advertisement for a drug you helped get to market help people out with like their migraines or something you're like oh yeah wow i had a part of that and hopefully people will talk to their doctors which is super cool
0: that is cool all right pop question to start the episode um Betsy's not ready for this either. So prepare your answer, girl. You're going second. (laughs) Favorite pothead celebrity or icon? Andrew?
2: (laughs) My favorite pothead celebrity or icon. It's a tie. I'm going to go. The obvious one is Seth Rogen.
0: Um, And he's he's tied with whom?
2: Um, He's tied. He's actually tied with Dave Chappelle. And I don't think a lot of people associate him with that. But you got to remember Half-Bake happened because of him and his great slew of writers but uh yeah i mean he's just one of those icons that was you know on the forefront he kind of half-baked kind of introduced that humor to the masses
1: that's true okay good one i, I think mine is just going to be so obvious <laughs> <Snoop>. <laughs> you know what i'm gonna say snoop snoop for sure mm. <laughs> i did take B to the snoop
0: dog warren g concert a couple months back in kansas yeah. city um so snoop's obviously the og i was gonna go with Khalifa though because i feel like wiz is the only one that maybe can take snoop on a smoke off
2: wow I don't I know know. whose money
0: you're gonna put on that
2: that was a good variety though because like wiz is like that new age you know he he's is. he came on the scene when everyone was cool with weed and like you know he just kind of it wasn't his whole identity but it definitely was a big part of it and yeah. so just to have like from snoop yeah. to wiz to to goofy yeah. seth rogan it, uh, so
0: Andrew, I want to dive into kind of your relationship with THC and why you kind of got here with a career and a podcast that I want you to promote on here. Um, and we could kind of then talk about maybe why the chronic illness community tends to go to cannabis rather than sticking with chemical medication and the long-term impacts, you know, we struggle with, with that decision. So when did you smoke your first blunt? I was it a blunt at first. I just,
2: <laughs> do you have recollection? Let's just that's jump a, into a great question, oh uh, wow, uh, my first blunt that's a good question. you know, I was a sheltered kid growing up. I grew up you know middle of America, go to church on Sundays, you know, don't drink during high school and, and all that jazz. so I would say probably like early, early college, I think was my first experience with t h c and pun intended it happened incredibly organically. I was just yeah. you know at a party, having a good time with my friends, and like it was like out of like the moments where you see something at the corner of your eye and you're just like, oh, that's happening over there. <laughs> and you're like, okay, yeah, I, I wanna go be a part, of I wanna try that, you know? And so uh I I remember it was just like three people in a kitchen just hanging out, having a great time, smoking weed. And I was like, Hey, do you mind? And they're like, No, no, absolutely. They were incredibly welcoming. And I thought, oh wow, I don't even know these people. I'm in a house party as a you know, freshman in college. I don't know a lot of people here, but these people treated me like they, like Norm from Cheers. Like it was just one of those things. Yeah, absolutely. And they were very inclusive. And, you know, since then I've formed lifelong relationships with those people, you know, we're kind of spread out a little bit now, but, um, that definitely was the foundation of getting to know new people in a safe environment that was incredibly encouraging.
1: Um, can I ask like um, what was your method of ingestion? <laughs> like, consumption like, was it like? Was it a blunt? Was it a bong? I don't know what the right way to say that is. Like,
2: yeah, no, no, it's fine. It was uh, an it was...
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> No, so it, it was it was just a you know a, a classy blunt. Um, I don't like think it class. was it wasn't. It was a it's actually may have been a 50-50 mix, a little bit of uh string tobacco in there with some uh you know, nice little uh seedless and stemless uh little sativa in there. But uh I definitely remember when you say inhale method, that's just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember getting weird looks. When I took the hit, because when I took the hit, remember I was a straight edge kid, so I didn't have a whole lot of experience doing anything cool. So I I took the hit, but when I inhaled, um, and then I inhaled twice. So I inhaled, and then I took the joint appearance and went like that to make sure it really got in good. And then of course, hacked up a long afterwards. (laughs) They were like, this kid's Amish or something. I don't don't, don't know.
1: (laughs) as someone I don't who grew up very similar i i can feel that like even just <laughs> like maybe the shell shock with like alcohol even like going in and you're like oh like what's what what is that or like what do you do whatever so i get what you're saying fully see
0: <laughs> i feel like i was the polar opposite i grew up i still have a certified stoner as a brother who now just lives in colorado and um I had like the best weed nose at like 14 or 15, never touched it. And be like he was Jay. <laughs> and be like, what are you
1: doing? And I was like, I'm oh, so
0: sorry. That's what my brother smells like. <laughs> so I knew
1: all this education. Yeah, I would have I had no idea, not yeah. even like a little bit of clue.
2: And you see, it's funny because when you start that late, like you know, we did and not so much early like you did, we don't have the same kind of like uh, stories, like because there yeah. are stories of like how people first got their weed, you know, the first time they bought weed or or something like that, and how, like, utterly terrifying that is, and I think (laughs) it's so funny, the one time I've only purchased, like, purchased weed one time, one, it was, I was in California, so it was legal and recreationally, and this was, like, this was literally, like, two years ago, so it wasn't even, it wasn't even that long ago, but, like, we flew out to fresno and in fresno their city you can't have like a brick and mortar shop it's only online ordering because of a weird yeah weird city law that their mayor imposed whatever so i we were just on the internet and like found this guy and he had a little storefront online and um did he
1: just open his jacket like so (laughs) that's
2: (laughs) that's the funny part after i ordered it he texted uh because you have to put in your info or whatever. He texted me, he's like, Hey, meet me in the Burger King parking lot in Fresno.
0: And I, I was like, <laughs> what? I thought
2: this would be a little better than Burger King. Like, maybe, you know, like I don't know what this says about my middle. We at least under
0: Trader Joe's man.
2: In and out, like in and out would have and- made me feel so much safer. I don't know why. I really <laughs> can't explain it, but Burger King just felt so sketchy. It, 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 I wanted to, yeah. So yeah. I kind of I kind of had to stupid feeling of like a small small bit of anxiety where I'm like I don't know this guy I don't know like I I haven't given him the money yet he's just apparently showing up in the King parking lot with you know some stuff that we ordered and and so we're sitting there in our rental car in the parking lot and I get the other text message and it says I hey I'm pulling up and and so I start looking around you know and it's like a guy on a hoverboard with that's been like outfitted to be a go-kart with like a little (laughs) raccoon tail from like on his little antenna with like this easy top beard and like this tie-dye on and he just kind of like runs up right next to the car and his little battery charged hoverboard I start laughing out loud and I like I can't I don't want him to be offended but like it's just I can't believe I built it up to this this (laughs) sweet old man from Candyland on his hoverboard just rolling up with his little backpack
1: I mean, you oh can't even God. like make that story up because it's very specific. <laughs> I'm just wondering, was this website called Craigslist? <laughs> it was very legal.
2: <laughs> he was like, he was the <laughs> nicest guy too. And it was like, it was his own child. And he like, he is so funny how when you talk, you know, to people in the cannabis industry, they either have incredibly strong feelings about government or they don't. There's yeah. no middle ground. Right. So he would just be like talking to us, like, oh, you're visiting California. That's really cool. I hate our mayor because he won't <laughs> let me open up a store. <laughs> you're
0: like, I, I get it, man. I get it.
2: Whiplash on the conversation.
0: <laughs> That's so, so funny. yeah. It's and that really...
2: encapsulates it. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. It's really weird how regionally it's such a different experience in the US. My niece being from Colorado since grade school, literally, you know, we and the back door out in the yards and garages being so ingrained in the weed culture at 15, we're taking a walk. And she's like, aunt Kaylee, what does the weed look like? And I was like, there, 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 Do <laughs> <Like, laughs>
1: you not know yeah. kind of act either way right there, right. You Whereas know, like the cops grow it in the backyard. Yeah. Whereas here somewhere where it's still not um, like le- I mean, legalized except for medicinally, people here have no idea, and there's such a stigma attached to it still, like, how, you know, oh, it's so evil, it's so bad, like, yeah. whatever, it's just something that no one probably understands the actual benefits of.
2: Absolutely, and, and to even add on to that, it's it's the fact that, like, you know, just across state lines, um, Missouri's been making great strides towards recreational use being yeah. legalized, and you know, having that medicinal and then you flip the script on Kansas side and they keep having their state Senate stall out on, you know, just the finer points of a bill that in the end really won't make a difference in terms Mm -hmm. of anything. And Missouri did an incredible job of ensuring two things. One, uh, they ensured that education would be available uh, to the public, uh, especially those who need it the most. Mm -hmm. And two, uh, patient safety. Um, they did a great job at making sure that the regulations would be in place, uh, the vendors would be approved and licensing would be given out in a certain way. There were some controversies and and rightfully so. Um, There were some controversies where certain businesses would use a third party vendor to get their licensing or testing and fill out their applications. And the state tended to show a little bit of favoritism based on mm. which company they used and that caused a little bit of headaches in the start but um overall I think that what we expected to get we got very close in terms of involving people who were local and yeah. making sure that there was enough size of the pie for Missouri businesses instead of like Colorado businesses coming in or you yeah. know Arkansas Oklahoma so it's it's very unique situation and that it made like 250 million dollars in the first year in revenue alone um so there's a lot going on
0: and it's pretty cool being on the missouri side you are seeing more and more of it in public obviously within their rights right with their green card but it's definitely becoming a little bit more everyday use for the Mm -hmm. people who need it which is pretty cool it's not like hiding it still or feeling so much shame around it
2: yeah and and i think a, a lot of people when they have that stigma on it it's it's like you said, it's just a matter of not being educated on, you know, the benefits of it for health purposes and medical purposes. And there's always going to be a, a fraction of the crowd that thinks that people who use it for medicinal use are just using it for recreational use and they're right. faking or whatever uh, a yeah. medicinal cause, which is ridiculous. But those, you won't change those people's minds, and no. luckily they're in the minority.
0: Yeah. For sure. I agree that. I do want to jump into some of those reasons why people may smoke and just get your humble opinion. Uh, But how did you get into like the educational part? of? Yeah. Like how did you become a podcast and talking about it and not just like your basement hobby?
2: (laughs) That's a great question. Um, So essentially, um, before I was in the medical research business, I worked in the casino business. And after that, I worked a little bit in real estate marketing. So When I came into the medical world, um, I wanted to really make a career out of it and make sure I could get licensed. And I got licensed as what's called an ACRPCP, which essentially means that I'm a certified professional who can properly run a clinical trial to ensure patient safety. Um, After that, um, I stumbled upon a magazine called The Evolution Magazine, which is a uh, Missouri paper that's starting to make its way into Arkansas, Oklahoma, Illinois, Iowa. Uh, it's a rat. It's an incredible publication run by two incredible people, Vicky and uh, Rob. And um, I started writing articles based on clinical trial rules that would help people understand what medicinal use cannabis has to go through before it hits the shelf, or before it gets into a patient's hand, or how it all works, what the process is. And the podcast was birthed from those article writings because oh, magazine goodness. comes out monthly. Right. And at that time news was moving so fast that I was missing a lot of stories. There was an issue where, um, a company hired a private security firm to transport the money from their branch across the state line to a storage unit. And because they crossed the state line with that money, the, DEA arrested that person and took all the money and held it in holding and they had to struggle to get their money out of holding because it was legally obtained in Missouri however crossing a state line still breaks a federal law so when stuff like that happens I I kind of felt the urge like people need to know what they can and can't do so like let's say this is just some you know older person who doctors said hey maybe you should try this out it's called cannabis it may help out with your fibromyalgia. It might help out with your anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, here you go and and let's say that poor person lived on the other like on state line road, right, and yeah. they they get their card and, and they do all the right things, but then they go visit their friend across like across the street, their neighbor yeah well, you can get arrested for that and, yeah. and so I don't think that would happen, but it's it's insanity like that that you kind of have to tow where I felt like a podcast would make sense for people who not only are involved in the cannabis Missouri scene, but people who want to be or people who are interested or people who just support the cannabis industry. There are tons of people out there who want to see small businesses grow and local money stay in local economies. And, you know, they get it and they want to, you know, support their veteran veterans and, Um, so there's there's so many facets and different types of people that need information faster than the magazine could provide so I still continue to write for that magazine and I I love that magazine but with so the day in social media like it's just move moving way too fast so yeah yeah.
0: that's super smart and for you that don't know about the Kansas City area, Kansas City, for those, I don't know why this is still shocking, is in Missouri and Kansas, majority in Missouri, (laughs) and you can literally be on one road and be on both sides of the state, um, you know, depending on where you're traveling or wherever, especially like if you're crossing the river, you don't always know where you're at, and so it is really educational for somebody to have a local resource that can say, hey, this is Missouri guidelines on what you can do. Cause it is just medical at this point.
2: Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I thought to myself, you know, there, there are incredible podcasts and, and blogs out there in the Kansas city mm-hmm. area. Um, I will give a quick shout out to Casey weed blog and it's run by this guy who has been a part of the cannabis industry for decades in the Kansas city area. And he is so incredible at letting his audience know when, um, some things afoot or some things, you know, foul within the state legislation or, you know, with certain companies that say they'll do one thing, but do another that yeah. take advantage of Kansas Citians. And so my goal for my podcast was to be an, like an infotainment-esque podcast where someone who doesn't know anything about cannabis can listen to it. And someone who knows everything about cannabis can listen to it. And then they can take that conversation and go to a place like KC Weedblog and get, it's like the polar opposite. Right. I'm, I'm like a soft, happy, you know, type. And then there's the, hey, this is what this read between the lines type, you know, info. And I think that kind of makes one solid opinion or, you know, have a decent conversation at least.
0: For sure. And the podcast you're referencing, we will link it in the show notes below. It's called... Uh, seeds and Stems podcast. I
1: that's sometimes right.
0: try to mix those up on you. Uh, that's <laughs> awesome, though, because honestly, why I came across your podcast was um, one of my favorite coffee places had done a episode or a, a collaboration. That's the word I'm looking for with you. And then I got on there and I was like, oh, these are like their interviews and there's people and we're talking about legislation, but we're also talking about like personal experience and how THC cannabis can help people and it was just a good, like fun mix. I listened to, I think like four episodes of one work day. And I was like, this is great. Like I can get educated, but I'm also like enjoying the people who are on there and their stories and why they're passionate about smoking. So it's a pretty good listen, in my opinion. And we're well, all thank about you very podcast much podcast over here. <laughs> 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 so a lot of our communities Go to THC or cannabis after either using or being prescribed chemical pain pills, for the most part, as an alternative for pain management. Um, And then we do have a huge part of our community that also deals with PMDD, which is a depression that comes along with your menstrual cycle, depression, anxiety with a chronic illness, and a lot of times, cannabis can also be prescribed there. Usually, different strains and different reasons. So. I thought we'd just jump in with you and say, through your conversations with others, through your personal experiences or through your knowledge, you know, do you see a tie with cannabis and chronic health and, you know, pain and management, things like that?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll just start off with uh, the professional aspect in that um, there have been clinical trials run by many different medical universities, either, you know, from Vanderbilt to Washington, um, that do look at everything from the relation of cannabis and social anxiety disorder mm-hmm. up to, you know, endometriosis, um, chronic pain, uh, fatigue, everything like that. And, and what they found, and it, each study kind of does have its own conclusion, in the majority is that cannabis absolutely helps these patients deal with their pain, whether it be in the short term or long term. Um,
1: yeah, I think you have a really interesting... Um, perspective too, because you're also on the medical side. Exactly. So you're doing clinical trials to, you know, get these new medicines on the market, but also like you're doing THC cannabis education. And so that's a really interesting combination to me. Cause I feel like a lot of times people who are in the cannabis world are kind of anti yeah, a hundred percent like big pharma, whatever. So that's an interesting um, balance. That's I think really cool.
2: Well, it's one that you definitely have to tell because there are there are multiple reasons. There's the there's the the popular saying plants over pills okay. and and that hits hard in multiple areas, you know, people being against opiates to help people with pain and rightfully so um, yeah. what happened, you know, throughout the entire time of the opioid crisis that we're still living in is mm-hmm. horrific. And, you know, big pharma skated, you know, certain areas of that and it was terrible Um, and they have a history, I mean, uh, of doing things the wrong way and trying to pass it off as the right way. Um, And on the other sense of that, on the other side of that coin, there are symptoms and uh, certain conditions where people can't enjoy cannabis because their systems just reject it for whatever reason. They can't, you know, they can't, enjoy, it doesn't bring, it just brings them a different type of pain or a different type of side effect that they don't Mm -hmm. enjoy. And, and that's even being researched. So they do have to depend on, on big pharma to develop these chemical changes. And um, so, you know, in all the studies that have been done, uh, the main consensus really is, is that there is an absolute foundation of certain um, dosage of cannabis that is extremely helpful to patients. On the other hand, there's too much that, you know, will either kind of have that layering off effect where you don't see it differentiating itself from the placebo. So the patients kind of could be either, or it could be sugar, it could be cannabis, same kind of result. Um, So I think personally and professionally, there's a time and a place for medicinal cannabis and it's a lot more than what people think.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: and I think that getting the regulations out there correctly to make sure that patients have the right access and the right information to that is going to help solidify its reputation in people who have no clue about it.
0: Yeah. Right. I think it connects back to a lot of our conversations, Be where we tell people, diets or supplements or whatever you're doing to manage your chronic illness, it needs to be for you and not following the masses sure. because your Absolutely. body is going to react completely differently than mine potentially. And you need to do how your body reacts.
1: My body doesn't uh, react the same way on painkillers as somebody else's does. Like my body right. hates painkillers. Like I tried them after both of my surgeries and they make my heart race. They make me feel terrible. Like, so why not offer an alternative. That's a natural art- alternative to someone like me who can't tolerate, um, opiates or whatever, hardcore painkillers. So yeah. it's just, it is, I mean, it's, it's so individualized. It's so personalized. You have to do, um, you have to figure out what's right for you. You have to figure out the right method and uh, how it works in your body.
0: It's really interesting because it's all about your makeup and then making sure you're making educated choices on what you're experimenting with, because there's a lot of different strains of weed. There's a lot of different uses of THC, CBG, CBDs. So let's talk about from your opinion, like
2: that's a great segue, though, because you're you're dead on. I mean, it's when you say terms like cannabis, you say weed, people just think of a very small aspect of the plant itself. Yeah. And we haven't even touched on Delta 8, Delta 9, CBD, you know, all the different variety of products that actually come from one plant.
1: Right. Um,
2: and, and what really blows people's mind is that it's just a different part of the plant that can create an entirely new product to help people. Yeah. Um, so in terms of like CBD, um, I have found in, uh you know, personal experience with friends and family, you know, CBD lotions tend to be somewhat of a lifesaver for people who deal with arthritis or people who deal with joint pain. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that when it first came on the scene, everyone thought it was a fad. It Mm -hmm. was type of like a a type of snake oil situation. Um, But no, I, I think that the leaps that CBD has made are just as huge as THC has made in the public eye think people are much more open to that being a part of their diet, or part of their routine, Um, there are a lot of, I mean, and then there's the whole aspect of terpenes. There's a new industry around the terpene, which essentially gives the THC, it's its characteristic. It's, you know, like limine makes it lemony and pinene gives you that pine feeling, that pine smell. And so figuring out all of those things, it's like you guys said, you cater it for yourself. You don't go with the
0: masses.
1: Yeah. I agree. talking about like all of the other um, aspects of the plant, I do think it's really weird. Like I, I do not, I'm not super knowledgeable on all of this. I I won't even say, but I do know like little bits and pieces. And so like, I think it's Delta eight is legal here. And that's really weird to me because I think that it can have like stronger effects than cannabis can for a lot of people. And I just curious on your, like, why, why that, what seems more powerful is legalized.
2: Yeah. Again, I think that, um, this, the terrible, uh, unhopeful person in me boils that down to money, um, in, in lobbying and the public perception of CBD versus THC and Delta eight. Um, yeah. the, the medical part of me says that, your body reacts differently to certain strains and to different, you know, Delta eight compared to, let's say, you know, you had a THC with a certain profile that maybe did affect you. You just didn't realize it. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, but when you had that Delta eight, it was a certain aspect of that chemical that kind of interacted with you, where it was more noticeable, you know, it's, it really is an interesting science because, right now we're seeing people kind of devote more resources to finding out about the um, endo system within our bodies. Um, I abbreviated that because I don't, it's like over five syllables. I stutter and I I can't, I can't have that on your perfect podcast. I can't,
1: we are, we're nothing but perfect here,
2: (laughs) (laughs) but you know, but it's almost like a pseudo nervous system in a sense of when you ingest or, you know, however you take your THC, everyone's body reacts different. So we're just now learning how to hone in specific strains for specific ailments or specific, uh, you know, products for specific Mm -hmm. ailments. So it's incredibly interesting. um, And it's, it should be, I mean, on the forefront of medicine, really.
0: I agree. And I, maybe you can help me with a few resources. I'll make sure to link your show, but I think it's really important for our audience to know there's different methods to ingest THC as Betsy said earlier, there's different (laughs) forms, there's different strains, and there's still a lot of shame around the market. So if you're going in and saying, Hey, I want to try cannabis because I have chronic pain and you don't know what you're getting or how you're ingesting it. You may not get the experience you want, if I said, "Hey, you're in a level nine pain right now, and it's just pain, and you feel okay mentally," maybe I suggest you smoke it so you get that high quicker, and maybe I suggest you try a uh, sativa so that way you get that you know that high feeling. While maybe somebody does indica because they're going for the you know mental health part and they want to just be calmed down. You should know what you're getting into. There's not a lot of research out there, and I think that's. Hmm sometimes when people don't think they like it or they don't know how to experience it,
1: try it. And I think that that is an important part of like legalizing it and having like professionals that you can go to and be like, Hey, these are the issues that I'm having. Like, I've never done this before. Can you help me? Can you, what are the different ways that I could possibly do it? Like, what are you comfortable with? So I think that like, once we get rid of the stigma that it's such a bad thing and like make it more commonplace, I think that will help with that situation.
2: Yeah. And, you know, there are, there are different hurdles for each patient, you know, Um, especially patients dealing with chronic pain, people dealing with what you guys deal with every day. Uh, People on that medical journey they're only incredibly comfortable with their primary care physician or the specialist mm-hmm. that their primary care kind of referred them to. And they don't really necessarily feel comfortable branching out to different doctors who would be prescribing, you know, your medicinal use card in Missouri, or mm-hmm. you know, even a bud tender who would work at a, you know, who's incredibly knowledgeable on the science of the issue. Um, so I, I think that's another aspect as well. It, it's repetition, it's getting it out in the public, showing. You know, that it, it's medicinally used. It's not people taking advantage of a law, faking yeah. medicinal issues.
0: Right. 100%. And I did do my research in Missouri. You do qualify for a green card if you have endometriosis. It is one of those other conditions in the legislation. So if you go to a qualified physician, your chronic, paleo, your chronic pain does qualify you. So if it's something you're interested in, reach out, we can give you some links on how to go about that. But it's pretty cool that there is an option now in the state I live in to get some help.
2: Yeah, I think uh, the more options you have as a patient, the more comfortable you feel. And um, I I've kind of make it a point because uh, you kind of get kind of forced into like an imposter syndrome situation where, you know, my life doesn't really revolve around cannabis. And I, I have been fortunate enough not to have a qualifying health condition to, for right. me to qualify for a card. However, um, when you witness somebody go through a, a time where they need help medically and you, you don't ever say it's a cure because it's, it's not a cure. Um, there right. are very few cures in the world. There right. are a lot of treatments. Um, but this is a good time to say there's no option. cure
1: for endometriosis.
0: It's like he laid you up there. I love the teamwork Don't okay. like no, mind me. I'm just gonna go. You guys got, got the there.
1: <laughs> but no, you know, it is, right.
2: it really is true. You're you're exactly right. You know, Andrew Michio, this is something that plagues millions of people around the world. And yeah. any any type of relief you can get from a chronic pain is incredible. it um, is. I fully
0: and, agree. Uh, <laughs> mental
1: illness and cannabis. Yeah, because like I have been diagnosed with like generalized anxiety disorder since I was like 17, you know, I've struggled with depression. I've, but you know, I've probably, a lot of it was probably some PMDD also that was undiagnosed. Um, so I'm just curious, like the, the
2: tie there, <laughs> sure. No, yeah, it's a great. Can it question. help? Um, yes, and, and there have been studies again uh, that that show, uh, especially with social anxiety disorder, that cannabis absolutely helps patients um, either have uh, less uh, issues or less, I guess, episodes is a good way to put it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the the fine line between a social anxiety disorder disorder patient and a depressed patient is is very uh, abrupt and so understanding that cannabis can help both those patients just in different um types of treatment is really encouraging um however i think that the biggest tie in is is anxiety i think that you see a lot more promising results with anxiety because for most people depending on what kind of thc they prefer or cbd it's, it's, it's about the chemistry in your brain and it's about slowing certain things down, blocking certain receptors between two different regions of your brain that cause the anxiety. And cannabis has been shown to slow those reactions between those two regions of the brain down enough to where people's anxiety feels a little bit less than. And that's a great start. Um, but again, like you guys said, it, it's like up to you. It's, you find out what works for you best and you add, if, if cannabis is a part of that, fantastic. Uh, I think that there's been enough studies to show that, you know, you should at least give it a try. And that's kind of the whole goal is to yeah. kind of, it's, it's like trying to say some to like the first time someone goes on like a water slide, people are scared. Right. But you're like, Hey, you know, some people like it. You might not, but a lot of people like it. So just giving them that option and then educating them properly on that option is really the entire goal that we're trying to do.
0: I do have a couple of fun questions to end this pod with. But before I do, I want to circle back. You made a point about the bug dealers, and I think that's super important to give them the credit where the credit's due. They are way more than like a barista at a coffee place. They're actually researching strains Um recommending products trying to ex- walk you through the process of a very uneducated piece. So I don't know if you have anything extra add, but I thought that was a really cool shout out that we kind of slid over about how much they're helping people and patients know what to use.
2: Yeah. Butt tenders, especially in the Missouri area uh, are incredibly welcoming people. And if you're a patient who's considering uh, cannabis use to help with your chronic pain the main thing that I would kind of piece of advice I'd give to you would be don't be scared to ask questions. Um, Once you walk through the doors of a, you know, medicinal cannabis place, a dispensary facility, everyone there is trying to help you find out what's best for you. They're not there to sell a product. They're there to help you pick the right medicine. And I think that they are the frontline absolute true heroes in terms of the more you share with your bud tender, the better results you're going to have. Because they will then say, Oh, okay, well, you want to microdose. So you can still go on to your work day, work nine to five, yeah. but not have to deal with chronic pain during that. This blend works great for micro dosing, or this product is great for microdosing. You should try this first at this increment for this amount of time. And then that's the process. It's not like, Oh, we've got a 50% sale on this stuff. You want to load up now. I, it's, I've never seen or heard of an experience like that. It's always, right. how may I help you? What are you dealing with? What do you think would work best for you?
0: Yeah. That is awesome. I would follow that up with a recommendation to make sure you understand your state's qualifications. Work with the experts. Don't go online and order stuff. You're you're messing with the wrong stuff. So be very safe, especially if those CBDs. I hate when I see people order on CBDs off of like Amazon and get a weird trip.
1: You don't know what you're getting. (laughs) Go
0: to a good resource. Um, be any follow-up or extra questions before we play a game that I am now calling the Pineapple Express version of Andrew oh no but I can't wait to hear
2: that.
0: <laughs> all right so you didn't get it Andrew get ready oh no <laughs> there's only five questions uh first one what is your favorite form of cannabis whether it be flower edible tincture whatever
2: um you know for the amount of rare times that I do enjoy cannabis I will say flower I'm a very simple guy if I'm in a state where I can recreationally indulge and, and you know, legally do all that and follow the rules, um, yeah, I'll buy some pre-rolls and be a happy camper.
0: State, Colorado or California, if you've been. We could throw in Oregon if you've been there.
2: I have. I've been to all three. Vegas, um, whatever.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to uh, name them. There's more than you think, guys. There's more recreationals.
2: There absolutely Michigan. is a a shout out Oklahoma. Oh, very, very close. I'm in Illinois. Wow. also very close to home. Um, but in terms of uh, just states I like, or, or you know, weed best quality. State. Weed weed quality, weed quality. Wow. Um,
0: <laughs> There's a big argument I've heard about Colorado versus California. If you're talking about domestic.
2: Yeah, and and you know it's really funny when people get to talking like that. They treat it almost like a wine in terms of like, oh, the soil 100%. here is so much better and the altitude and. No, this valley. Um, I'm gonna go uh, the safe bet, I'm gonna go with California. Uh no to disrespect to the state of Colorado. Um, but the the state of California itself has like three different climates. So I mm-hmm. feel like you know that kind of gives them a little bit of the advantage. Um you just yeah, lost just...
1: all your followers from Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> uh, question number three, it can be made up or from experience what is the ideal munchie
2: oh my god what is the you know what um that's a great question because when you're 32 you kind of want to try and be responsible and say that like something semi-healthy like hummus no. or like you know Don't. like a carrot with hummus no, I, I I can't I love that. a carrot with
1: hummus I, <laughs> I'd be lying
2: to myself the I'd one that's gonna to make
0: this back furthest back corner of your heart radiate oh with joy God.
2: okay it's specific but it's true so there's three things it's first you start off with a tostino's party pizza though like ones at a dollar 99 from walmart yeah, yeah, yeah that you can just hammer like a full pizza at once <laughs> so you do that to get like the glutton out of your head like oh i ate a whole pizza i feel satisfied then you follow it up with a taquito from qt <laughs>
0: Best taquitos in the world. If you guys don't have Quick Trips, you suck. I'm sorry. Yeah,
2: you're missing out, and you definitely get like the spicy chicken one, or at, at least the steak one is fine. A but whatever. So is that the
1: Ranch. for me there is it on like a rotating. Oh thing? yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Just yeah. making sure we're on the same gas station. I'm, I feel <laughs> like I mistaked you by not bringing you in one next time. We'll yeah. get a taquito. We'll die.
0: Absolutely.
2: Get one. And then you top it off with um, a Snickers ice cream bar. Oh. Also from QT. That's that's the dessert. It kind of makes everything go down smooth. Um, okay. Yeah, I would say those three com- combined would be like my my Claire de Lune of like munchy foods.
0: Um, does one possess an air fryer?
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: Has one put an uncrustable in an air fryer?
2: No, I haven't tried that yet. Really. You're my pod isn't even as this successful. So the fact that you're making every Uncrustable money right now is yeah, just <laughs> pat yourselves on the back.
0: just give us an advertisement. I would. You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lat- or two more. One more sure. real, real fastball for you. You just referenced your 32, which means you're a nineties or eighties baby around there. Right. Which yep. means we grew up on the same cartoons um, with Scooby snacks, weed cookies, were they edibles?
2: Your humble oh, opinion.
0: <laughs>
2: wow, that is an that's the best question I've ever been asked. You're I welcome. think ever. That's phenomenal. Are we gonna
0: be best friends now? Yeah, <laughs>
2: absolutely. Yeah, we're hanging out after this for sure. Good. Good. Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> we're gonna make uncrustables and name them Scooby Snacks.
2: <laughs> we'll make a whole episode of us eating uncrustables and just hanging out. i I'm love there. That. You know what? If they were weed cookies, they would have to be like a sativa. Because they those guys got they got it done.
1: They did like, get it done. Yeah. <laughs>
2: after a Scooby snack, people got unmasked. People got time served. Like they, they like, got it done.
1: The van. The amount yeah. of snacking that goes on with Shaggy Like Shaggy's vibe. Shaggy's whole vibe screams that yes, they might you, have been weed snacks.
2: Do you know whose vibe? Like Fred. Like and hear me out um, on this everyone thinks fred's like this jockey they think he's the leader he's
0: just like a pothead
2: he's he drove because the cops when they pulled him over would be like oh it's just a guy and he's being responsible driving all these stoners around trying to figure out stuff when in fact fred was the supplier and (laughs) everything's
1: up front (laughs) fred's the drug dealer
2: Yep. hundred percent. You would never suspect him for whatever reason. I don't know why like Hannah barbera probably drew him a certain way. I don't know. I
1: can see that.
2: But Fred's the mastermind. Okay.
1: Last
0: question is more of an opportunity. I want you to shout out your podcast. I want you to shout out any guests, advocates, dispensaries that come to mind that you feel like this is a good opportunity, at least in the Kansas city area to shout out, give you the floor before we wrap this up.
2: Yeah, uh, shout out my podcast uh, drops Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's called Seed and Stems. You can find it on Apple Music, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. I try and publish out to those platforms. Uh, upcoming guests are kind of in a weird little hiatus right now as this airing date. However, what we do is we make sure to get people involved in the Kansas City community who also have strong ties to THC, uh, whether they work for a THC business or they work for a predominant Kansas City business, and they want you to know that they're okay with THC and that they're an advocate for it. So in August, we are right around the corner from local elections, and I had the insane honor to have Justin Short, who's running for the fourth seat in Kansas City on the City Council. So be sure just to check out his website. Uh, it's Justin Short for KC. Hear what he's about. Um, I'm not you know, going to tell you how to vote, but I will tell you that he's got my vote um and just to be sure that when it comes to elections of any kind that you are involved and you're educated on that that is the whole purpose education know what you're getting into that's all i got
0: That's awesome. We appreciate you. It's a different episode for our cast, but we think it's really important to talk about all aspects of managing your chronic illness and your mental health. And THC is one that, you know, we are definitely interested in learning more about. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for answering our silly questions. Um,
1: B anything else? Nope. We just appreciate you being here. Thanks for, uh, dealing with my harassment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no, we really appreciate it and you've been very informative so thank you
2: yeah i uh, thank you so much for having me on i love your guys' episodes please please keep putting out content you are doing such a great thing for a community that needs the most help it can get and uh again thank you so much for having me on